I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody, it's time for another episode of the Billboard on Broadway podcast. I'm Rebecca Millsoff, senior editor at Billboard and your host and Broadway expert each week. Uh, so this week, um, I was thinking the other day about sort of the idea of gateway musicals. Um, the way that you might get into a certain genre of music is usually through one artist or one band who really makes a strong impression on you. Say, if the Rolling Stones introduce you to rock or Janet Jackson to R&B. Um, and that artist inspires you to make sort of a deep dive into that genre, of maybe find other similar acts, memorize all of their songs, become kind of an expert on them. Um, and for any musical theater fan, I think there's a similar thing that happens. There's one musical that opens your mind to the fact that musicals could be cool, something that you can make an emotional connection to and might want to hear more of. For me, uh, back in 1991, that show was The Secret Garden. It was the first Broadway show I ever saw. And the star, Daisy Egan, was this girl who was about my age, and she completely convinced me that I, too, could sing or at least make music uh, a focus in my life. And for a whole generation of people now, uh, Stephen Schwartz's Wicked is now that kind of musical. Based on a novel that's kind of a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, it's got this epic pop-inflected score, a story that makes you both laugh and cry, and a few huge songs that instantly sear themselves into your brain, just like any Hot 100 hit might. The original production made stars of Kristen Chenoweth and Idina Menzel, who played Glinda and Elphaba, respectively. And since then, the show has kind of become a proving ground for up-and-coming actors on Broadway. If you look at a lot of Broadway stars now, t chances are they at some point made their way through Wicked. Uh, Wicked has been open now for crazy almost 15 years, um, and it's run for nearly 6,000 performances, which is pretty astounding, um, and definitely puts it in the longest-running Broadway musicals class. And recently, I had the chance to chat with the current cast, Glinda and Alphaba, Cara Lindsay and Jennifer DeNoia, about what it's like to step into a show that has already become a modern classic. Popular, I'll help you be popular. You'll hang with the right cohorts. You'll be good at sports. Know the slang you've got to know. So let's start, because you've got an awfully long way to go. So I'm here with the two fierce leading ladies of Wicked. 
Hello. That's Hi. so nice of you. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Denoy. I play Alphaba. I'm Kara Lindsay, and I play Glinda. Thank you for coming in today. Of course. Uh, whenever I listen to the songs from Wicked, I'm always like, how do you do that eight shows a week without just completely losing your voices? <laughs> it's like, it seems like superhuman. Uh, it mean, does feel like that sometimes. I think we all go through weeks where there's better weeks and then there's some weeks that are, you know, harder. Um, and it really depends on so many different yeah. things like the weather. I mean, the weather, you would think that that wouldn't affect us, but it does completely. Oh, absolutely. Dryness so, and, when, yeah. you know, allergies or whatever. But we just have to take care of ourselves and yeah. get a lot of sleep and drink a lot of water and Tea. do all that boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you can belt it out every exactly. night. Exactly. Like, well, she does. Like the beast that you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, so I, I didn't even realize how long Wicked has been running on Broadway. It's one of the longest running Broadway shows ever. It's mm-hmm. been almost 14 years now. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, did either of you see the original cast since it was such a long time ago? I, I did not. I didn't either. I saw Adina, um, but I never got to see Kristen Chenoweth. I saw Megan Hilty. Um, she, or was it Megan Hilty and Shoshana? I think it was Adina. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Megan Hilty was a standby for um, when she first graduated college, and she and I went to college together. She was a senior when I was a freshman. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, I got to see her go on like for one of her first times, which oh, was cool. so cool. On Broadway. Yeah, on Broadway. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. How about so, you? So what the about first you? time yeah. I saw the show was actually in Chicago when I first joined the company, and I saw okay. Christy Cates as Alphaba. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Oh. And Stacey Morgan Lewis as Glinda. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it's so it's so interesting to me how playing Elphaba and Glinda has almost become like a career milestone for an actor. You know, like there are so many great people who have played the roles before, and now you're you're almost like in this pantheon of great theater actresses, <laughs> which must be such a cool thing for the two of you. Is it what is it about these roles that you think makes them such like career moments for actors like what is so challenging about them what is it about them vocally that makes them like a real kind of step on the career ladder well it's an iconic show and um i mean it's been running like you said for almost 14 years so people know about it and these there's these are two powerful women um that are leading this show and Mm -hmm. there are few few musicals like that I think where there's two very powerful women leading a show um, and it's about their story and it's about them yeah so um I think that is a huge draw and the fact that we have to carry the story is is a challenge and it's I think one that we wanted so badly wanted to be able to take on that challenge um there are so many layers to both of these yeah. girls that you know from the journey that they start at the top of the show till the end of the show and I think that as an actor, you really want to dive into that and learn more about them and mm-hmm. figure them out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I mean, just listening vocally to what your kind of banner songs are like for each of you, they're really like vocal workouts. I mean, <laughs> like popular is almost like a sort of coloratura soprano kind of oh, aria in a way. I don't think so. <laughs> I think she's just, you know, a little obnoxious, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that Alphabet definitely has to carry the belting weight of the show. And that's, that's I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I don't either. <laughs> we pray to the Lord above know, right? or to Buddha, whomever. Um, hope for the best. <laughs> it is, but you learn you learn how to pace yourself in the show. Because mm-hmm. on stage, it's, it's very different. Like the way that the 
the songs are kind of structured and when they come in the show, you know, I kind of play tricks with my mind. I say, okay, I just finished The Wizard and I, I, you know, I've got all this time until my next big, you know, big belting song. Mm -hmm. So I kind of play mind tricks to trick myself into thinking that I'm totally good to go. (laughs) Yeah. We just have to learn to relax ourselves because it can be scary. I mean, I know I still deal with stage fright all the time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. And with, I mean, these are these are iconic roles at this point, and so many people know that they kind of made the careers of Idina and Kristen. When you're taking on roles that have been sort of solidified in Broadway history like that, does it make it harder for you to feel like, you know, I can rise to the challenge too? Or is it freeing at this point so many years on to feel like, okay, it's been a long time since they did them. We can really make them our own. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, there I is that pressure because... It's Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, look at where they are right now. So trying to fill those shoes is virtually impossible. Yeah. And all we can do is be ourselves. Um, so I think there is comfort in that, too. And there are there have been so many Alphabas and Glindas since then. Um, and each person has put their own stamp on it. And because we're widely different humans and mm-hmm. we have different experiences and different baggage in our life, you know, that we bring to the roles. <laughs> so it's just going to be different no matter what. So I think it's a bit of both to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say that the, I mean, when these roles open up, is there like a bat signal that goes across like the Broadway <laughs> universe? Like, there's no fitting for Clinton off of an O. Like, how did the roles come to you in the first place? How did you end up getting them? She has a great story. <laughs> well, I heard her first. It's so good. Um, well, I started in the show in Chicago as a dancer swing. And I um, eventually, about a year later, picked up an understudy and then moved into the standby position there. And then I moved into the standby on Broadway. And I mean, I guess the way that I got the understudy was very much like they there was an injury in our company, um, a Alphaba understudy, and they needed an internal cover. And at the time, I mean, this was all the way back in 2006. So it was before there were like, you know, hundreds of people that have played these roles, understudied these roles. And um, I auditioned for it and they said, sure, she can be an emergency cover. And so I held on to that and... I went on, and so they continued to keep me on like that. And uh, I traveled to the Broadway company as a standby, and I did Sydney, Australia, and Seoul, Korea, and London, and both the tours. And now this is my first time playing the role full time on Broadway. Wow. So it does, I mean, for me, it took time, but I got mm-hmm. a lot of really cool experiences along the way. Um, and uh, Yeah, but as for your question, I feel like when the roles do open up in certain companies, I feel like they they kind of already have an idea of of who's coming in. They I feel like they they know kind of because it's it's all about I think the pairings. Mm -hmm. You know, they like to pair the witches up with who they think matches the best. Mm -hmm. I guess, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many people at this point who've played the role. So, yeah. it's, you know, people come back and forth as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Kara's been on Broadway before. Yeah. 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 I, I, I forget what the question was now. 
<laughs> is there like a big radar that goes oh, out yeah, when yeah, the rules are We also have we have agents we have agents that send us <clears throat> out for uh, certain things, um, so they get the breakdowns and they they are the first pretty much to know you know if there's an opening up an, an opening of a role, and um, so they submit us for these auditions and things. So that's how I knew. I mean, because I wasn't even in the world of Wicked at all. So um, I, I found out through a breakdown that my agent sent. So. Yeah. So pretty standard. Yeah. So did you two know that you had this chemistry immediately? Like, what was it like when you got together for the first time? Um. Well, <laughs> you, she was doing the national tour um, when I was joining. In 2014. In 2014, yeah. Yep. Uh, Laurel Harris and I were joining the national tour, and um, Jenny Denoya and Haley Pachoon were leaving the national tour, so we were replacing them. Mm -hmm. So we essentially shadowed them to learn the show. Um, So that was the first time I remember watching Jenny and being like, oh, my God, I can't. She is a freak of nature. How does she do it? (laughs) She made me cry. Like I was obsessed with her. So, I mean, yeah. But we, we finally got to work together about two years ago on Broadway, and I filled in for Caroline Bowman, um, and just for, I mean, I think it was just three for weeks. like three weeks? three weeks, maybe. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Um, and that was the first time we got to play opposite yeah. of each other, and it was really magical. That was really fun. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, I was pregnant at the time, yeah, which I shared with her. Yeah, she was very newly pregnant, yeah. so then oh I was God. afraid to, like, touch her. I didn't want to ruin anything. <laughs> How does being pregnant affect your belting ability? <laughs> it really does affect your vocal ability, I think, in general. Being pregnant. Feel- I mean, I, I don't know. It, it did change my voice a bit, but... um. Having a child has changed my voice as well. I mean, your body just like, I don't know. It does lots of different things. And hmm. it. I'm still kind of relearning how to do everything. I was going to say, is it like, <laughs> oh, that note. I didn't know I could hit that before. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like new maybe, low ones. Maybe the new low ones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's more of the lack of sleep from the lack of sleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, oh, my God. I'm like a secret alto. I had no idea. <laughs> And her uh, sweet baby, Jules. Oh, my gosh. She so is so adorable. We live for her. She comes in between shows sometimes. And she's her just, mascot right she's now. She's our mascot. Kind of. <laughs> she's, she's the perfect baby. Perfect. We get so excited when she comes, really. And none of us are biased about it whatsoever. <laughs> well, I mean, but she really is, like, the most perfect child. It's, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm so glad that you get along so terribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so easy to get along with her. She's Aww. funny and sweet and just a genuinely 
wonderful person. I so feel I mean, the same about you. Oh. <laughs> it's very easy to be on stage with somebody so present. It really is. Well, warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, when we talk about the music, we have to talk about Stephen Schwartz, the amazing mm-hmm. composer of Wicked, who I think has written some of the great sort of more pop-leaning musical scores ever, um, including Pippin and Godspell. Uh, what is it about his music, you think, that has this like resonance across genres that, you know, he's written songs that have been radio hits before? And I realized before that popular has also sort of been made into a radio yeah. hit too by Ariana Grande. So Ariana Grande, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it about his music that you think has this like... Well, I think it has a contemporary sound. Um, mm-hmm. He also went to Carnegie Mellon University, which is really? where I went. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, I, I think he just, and he's also a smart writer. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he, I don't know, he has this way of um, making a tune that's going to stick in your mind, you know, and that you're going to keep humming all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's a storyteller. He just yeah. knows how to like paint the picture with the music and how to make the finish so rewarding. Yeah, and I think it, it kind of, it hooks your heart too. And I mean that last song for good. I mean the way. I, I can't, I don't, I'm so bad with musical terms, but like, it's like all tinkly and it makes your heart all fuzzy. And yeah. that's exactly what the song is supposed to do. And he mm-hmm. does that through sound and um, it's in his specific chords that he chooses. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. I, I think he just gets the contemporary sound and he gets what is pleasing to the ear. Um, and, and that's what he applies to mm-hmm. his musicals. It's amazing. Yeah, completely. And especially, um, Jenny, some of your numbers are like, I feel like they're like diva pop numbers, oh, yeah, pretty they're much. Huge. They're massive, massive songs. Um, but they build. They're, they're so well built by mm-hmm. him that, you know, they build in such a, like I said, like a, such a storytelling way. They, and which makes it almost easier to sing, even though they are very, very difficult songs. Um, you know, it's, it's a story and it makes sense to you as a singer mm-hmm. and as an actor. Uh-huh. And these, I mean, these, I would say, defying gravity for good and popular are pretty much like standards at this point. I know. I know I could sing both parts of Forget in the shower by myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I always wonder with songs like that, is it hard to keep them feeling fresh every night? Is there ever a time when you're like, oh, I can't sing defying gravity one more time? <laughs> I don't think, I, think I don't think so, even. really. I mean... Even on a day when you're tired, you can pull from that. You can use your exhaustion, I guess, towards, mm-hmm. you know, towards any of the songs. Um, I mean, obviously, like, when you have a job, like, and you do it every day, it it does get a little repetitive. But I think we're really good at the theater and on stage with keeping each other present. And, you know, if one of us is lacking that, that yeah. day I don't know I think we're always trying I don't think it's ever something that we're over by any yeah, means absolutely you know not. we're like oh I can't even imagine singing on a Broadway <laughs> stage right now <laughs> you know like yeah. we want to be Poor there working so, actor yeah we really <laughs> want to be there so I think even when we are tired it's like how do I make like I want to make this work like how do I yeah. be present and and it's true like Jenny's saying like we we really are a team together mm-hmm. so we we are conversing backstage and saying oh you know I'm feeling low and like we're we try to 
give each other eyes and give each other heart and be there for one another no matter what we're going through personally you know and try not to bring it too much on stage and really do our job and tell the story in an honest heartfelt way um Mm -hmm. every time but yeah but we are human so there are moments where we we really have to make an extra attempt but and we do have standbys there's a glinda and an alphabet standby in each in most most of the companies but um yeah, so if there is a day when you really actually can't physically, vocally, mentally, um, if you're super sick, like if you can't do the job, then you can call out and somebody... Take a breather. Take some, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was curious if for each of you, if there's a song in the show that's not as well known as those songs that you think deserves to be, people should like call up on Spotify. If Thank goodness. Down. What? Yep, it's, it's it's probably pretty. one of my favorite songs in the show because it's so beautiful. It, that's a good storytelling song. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's and Kara does it so well. But oh, it's, you're really I always sweet. watch you from the side of the stage when, yeah, once I get my hat on. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you a little way. <laughs> no. no, it's. I was a, gonna say Dr. Dillman's songs. <laughs> Under the surface, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all the songs at this point are so well known yeah. just because mm-hmm. most there people know yeah. Wicked. I don't yeah, know. That's true. I don't think there is one that people don't know, maybe. Yeah. That, that's pro- probably true. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Um, and I was I was thinking too, listening to popular about popularity being more important than other things, that mm-hmm. this is this is a weirdly timely show in so many ways that you, to have like two female heroines and to be about sisterhood, mm-hmm. you know, really above relationships with men and um, all the things that Glinda starts out representing and then of course evolves. Yeah. Uh, is, is that something that you feel in audiences now? Because I feel like there are certain lines and shows that sometimes depending on when they're up, you can feel audiences reacting to in different ways. I think that with the recent election, I think that people have, I mean, right after the election, I think, um, there were different responses than that we hadn't gotten before. I think more for, mm-hmm. well, I think they hated me more. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did no. too. Um, <laughs> but um, but they, I think it just made different parts of the story resonate. And, um, and that's the beauty of what we do. I mean, that's, that's the importance of this show um, is to get people to see things in a different light. Um, yeah. So, and you can always get a different story by coming even coming to a show like Wicked that's been running for 13 mm-hmm. plus years yeah. because the times have changed. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the meanings behind everything have kind of, yeah, they, they have new meanings to, to people in the audience. That's and so true. Constantly. I mean, even like um, the line at the end of the show and when, when Glinda says, let it go. You oh, know, yeah. once Frozen happened, right. <laughs> they thought it was a reference to Frozen. <laughs> so they would laugh about that, I think. Yeah. But it's just funny because, I mean, that was written 13 years ago. But yeah. it's the different parts of the show are going to resonate in a different way um, as time goes on just because of the different things that are happening in life. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, especially with the election, that, that made certain parts of the show poke out a little more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um no, it's a really, I mean, it's a really groundbreaking show in a lot of ways, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so smart. Like, I feel like, like Kara was saying, after the election, that first show back mm-hmm. was... November 9th. It was... Saying those words and going through the dialogue. We were you know, realizing it, too. We were realizing it. And 
it was just so I, I have no words like right, we both said to each other af- afterwards like it was mind-blowing yeah and the yeah and it was a, a group of high school students too right it was a, oh yeah and they completely understood it it was really i mean it made my heart <laughs> beat faster it was incredible it just, it just goes to show that this is a story that continues to need to be told mm-hmm. because it's it, it's an important story it's acceptance you know, not judging a book by its cover and, you know, standing up for what you believe in. Friendship. Yeah. So many things. Mm-hmm. All good things. All good things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember I I actually hadn't seen Wicked until like a few years ago and I'm a big Broadway person. I was like, how did I never see Wicked? <laughs> and I remember like at intermission, I was in line for the bathroom and I was like, there was like a tear in my eye. And this girl who was definitely like 13 years old was like, it's okay, like, it makes me cry too, and this is my fourth time. <laughs> and I was like, this is such a great Wicked experience to have, like, a teenager educating me and being like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I've seen this multiple times before. But Aww. it's so awesome that people keep coming back yeah. in a way. And it is really epic in so many ways. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming by and thanks using your uh, precious vocal energy to chat. Aww, <laughs> thank you for having us, really. It's an honor to it's, be here. Yeah. It was so fun. Big deal. Say if I've been changed for the better, but because I knew you, because I knew you, I have been changed for good. Wicked is playing now at the Gershwin Theater on Broadway. And in case you would like to take a look at the Billboard on Broadway archive, I would highly recommend listening to last week's episode with Alex Lacamoire, uh, the arranger, music director, and supervisor. Uh, Wicked was actually one of his first Broadway jobs, and he chats a little bit about uh, working with Stephen Schwartz directly uh, in our interview. If you like the Billboard on Broadway podcast, as usual, please give us nice ratings and stars on iTunes. Uh, if you would like to find me on Twitter, I'm at Rebecca Millsoff, and you can always use the Billboard on Broadway hashtag. And I hope you'll come back for another episode next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.